Welcome back to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. And on today's pod, we are are doing part three of breaking down the championship cores, this time in the NL Central, looking at the top six players through each NL Central team and deciding who has the best core to build a potential World Series contender. That's what we're discussing on today's pod, part three of the series. Go check out the other two parts if you might have missed it, but let's jump right into it. Are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks still here, multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at creatorthomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be doing this podcast without you, the listener, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. But what are we discussing in today's pod? Well, I told you in the opening, part three of breaking down the NL Central cores. We are doing this by looking at the top six players on each NL Central team, and I'm not going based off war or anything like that. So it's just kind of my preference of who I think the top six players on each team are, and Reason two, I guess I never explained why I'm doing six players in the NBA. You know, it's all about the big three who are your top three players for building a core. You got to get three superstars. Well, in baseball, you know, there's like 12 active players, you know, really there's 12 active players on an NBA roster for baseball. It's like 25. So basically double the NBA. So I figured if you care about the big three in the NBA, it's double the roster for baseball. Let's do a big six for your championship core. And now we are doing the NL Central. And the first team I want to start off with on my breakdown is the Milwaukee Brewers, who are coming off a pretty good season. But I think they left us kind of a little disappointed last year because I was one of those people that thought they were going to be a dark horse for the World Series. And They just kind of left, I guess, a bad taste in my mouth because they didn't go as far as I thought they were going to be. Their offense kind of struggled. But when you look at this core for the Brewers, like I really believe this core could be good enough to win a World Series. I'm giving them a yes on can this core be a championship core because look at before we even get to the lineup, just look at this freaking rotation. Brandon Woodrow, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta as your top three, Josh Hader as your closer. Your pitching is elite, and even if you look at some of the honorable mention guys, like the Brewers rotation, I think they had five guys, five starters, you know, including the three I just named, with an ERA, either three, two, or lower, like their rotation was elite. Yeah, guys like Devin Williams setting up Josh Hader, like their bullpen is elite. Their offense, you know, other players I have considered in this top six outside of the Woodrow, Burns, and Peralta and Josh Hader have Christian Yelich. One of their position players. I have Willie Adamas. That rounds out my top six for Brewers players. But the thing with Christian Yelich is he just has not been the same guy. If you guys remember back in 2019, 2018, this guy, I I think, won an MVP. He finished uh, second the other season was 
one of the best players in baseball for those two short years. I think he was the best player in baseball for those two years in a Milwaukee Brewers uniform, but he had just not been the same guy. Back in 2019, Yelich, 44 home runs, 97 ribbies, 30 stolen bases, a 329 average, 1,100 OPS. I really thought he was the best player in baseball during the 2019 season, but you look at what he did this year, and even go back to last year's 2020 season wasn't that great, but again, it was a shortened season. I don't want to count it too much, but it does seem to have bled over to 2021 because Christian Yelich's numbers this past season... 248 average, 736 OPS, uh, nine home runs, and nine stolen bases. Now, he only played 117 games because he's dealt with injuries, but Christian Yelich has not been that guy that, you know, the last two years at least that the Brewers uh, saw those first couple years in a Milwaukee uniform where he looked like the best player in baseball. We have not seen that guy the last two seasons, so the Brewers really want to you know, if they want to see their potential actually crystallize into that World Series, then I think you have to unlock Christian Yelich because I think he's still the most talented position player they have. But Willie Adamas is really good. Luis Urias is also pretty good. Colton Wong. So I like their lineup overall. You just got to hope your two best position players, I think, are Adamas and Yelich. You got to hope they take it to the next level or really just Yelich, you hope that he takes it to the next level or get back to the level he was in 2018-2019 because he just hasn't been the same the last two years, as I've said. But I like the Brewers team, and I think their core is good enough to be a championship core. Offense definitely needs to step up when we get to the playoffs, but that rotation and pitching is so nasty. I think I'm okay if their position players are not as good when you have legit three aces and arguably the best closer in baseball. Next up, I want to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, who I did a crossover Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies on Monday and last week. And of course, we have a common connection to the Cardinals because they have stolen each of our team's franchise faces in the in recent history. Ours, of course, being Paul Goldschmidt, but the Rockies being Nolan Arenado. And if you look at the Cardinals' top six players, Goldie, Arenado, of course, Tyler O'Neill, Jack Flaherty, Harrison Bader, and Dylan Carlson. And of course, I love Goldschmidt and Arenado. Those two as your pillars of your lineup, studs. Goldschmidt, absolute stud. He has been balling this season, last season. Goldschmidt had a really good year, 294 average, 879 OPS, 30-plus home runs, 12 stolen bases, almost 100 RBIs. Arenado, a little bit of a down season. Maybe it's the adjustment he needs to make outside of Coors Field. Maybe this is actually who Arenado is outside of Coors Field full-time, whatever the case is. I still like him in my lineup. Tyler O'Neill had a phenomenal season, one of the breakout stars of this major league season because... Back in 2019, this is someone that only played 60 games, barely above a 700 OPS. But O'Neal this past season actually led the Cardinals in OPS with 912, over 30 over 30 bombs, double-digit stolen bases. This guy was really good, still only 26 years old. So I like Tyler O'Neal a lot. I like Dylan Carlson as a rookie outfielder. He's really good. Harrison Bader has taken a step forward. He looks like he's finally coming into his own, but as you as you see with this core six I have written down for the Cardinals, there's only one pitcher listed on this, and that is Jack Flaherty, and Flaherty's a pretty good guy, but he's someone that was only limited to 15 games this past season, still only 25 years old. I definitely think he's a frontline starter, but if I look at the rest of this Cardinals rotation, I, I'm just not loving it. I, I think Adam Wainwright's going to be done. We'll see what Hyun Kim does, but... 
I'm not in love with the rest of this Cardinals pitching staff. Their relievers are solid. Their bullpen is solid. But I think the rotation needs to be an upgrade. But if we're just basing on can this Cardinals core be good enough to win a World Series, I just don't think it can right now because I think they're just too dependent on their lineup and scoring runs. I think Jack Flaherty needs some help. I think they really need a number two, number three starter. I think they probably need uh, another reliever. Uh, because Alex Reyes seemed to really struggle in the second half last season. Really high walk rate. A couple of their relievers, well, a couple of their more go-to relievers have really high walk rates. So I think they're still a couple starters away, a couple relievers away. And I like their championship core, but if I can upgrade that Harrison Bader role to another starter or if Dylan Carlson takes a leap from this rookie season, then maybe this, maybe this core can be good enough to win a World Series. But I don't think the Cardinals where they are right now in time for, you know, I don't think where the Cardinals are right now in their franchise's time, they're good enough to win the World Series. I can't see that core competing for a World Series right now. The pitching is just not strong enough after Jack Flaherty. And I would like a number two starter to round out this top six that I have. I, I don't want to see a rookie in Dylan Carlson as, you know, as a top six player for a franchise. If a rookie is one of your top six players, either that's an all-time rookie or your team is just not ready to compete yet. And I think that's the case with the Cardinals. I think they're a playoff team. I think this core is good enough for the playoffs, but is it good enough to win a World Series? I think I still have some reservations with that. Now, We'll discuss some more teams from the NL Central, whether or not they have a whether or not they have a core good enough to win the World Series. But this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% chocolate like all their Built Bars, which are also soft and easy to chew. The reason why I love Built Bars is because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for that keto diet, absolutely healthy. If you want your own Built Bar, just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Alright, alright, alright. Let's get back into the pod and let's move on with ranking, or not even ranking just yet, but looking at the NL Central cores, going through each team, looking at the top six players, and the next team I want to talk about is the Cincinnati Reds. And let me say off the bat, I really like a lot of their position players, Jesse Winker. Uh, basically had a breakout season as well. I actually have 2019 stats pulled up here. Jesse Winker in 2019, yeah, it was not this good. He had a over 800 OPS back in 2019, but I think he definitely went up to a new level this season. I mean, I thought he was probably an MVP candidate for most of the season. You had Joey Votto absolutely turn back the clock. I thought Votto's power was gone. I wonder if there's a little PD use, but let me not throw any allegations on him. But I did think his power was gone, and then it miraculously came back this season. 938 OPS, 36 home runs. Votto, 37 years old, somehow has turned the clock backwards. Jonathan India, really strong rookie. I know I said before, 
I don't like rookies in the top six, and that's one of the reasons why I don't think the Reds are a championship core. But I do like the Reds core because I like the position players, like I said. Jonathan India, really good rookie season. And Tyler Naquin is someone who has shown a lot of flashes in his past before, but never had a full season of productivity or at least a full season of opportunity. And he finally got it with the Cincinnati Reds this year, and it paid off big time for them. I mean, he had 19 home runs, a 270 average, over 800 OPS, a really strong season from Naquin. I really like the lineup for the Cincinnati Reds, but what I don't like for the Reds is their rotation. I also have Luis Castillo and Tyler Motley to round out their top six, Winker, Votto, India, Castillo, Motley, and Naquin. And Right now, I literally don't know what happened to Castillo this past season. Castillo was someone who I thought was, you know, a, a borderline frontline starter, someone that's like a mid-tier frontline starter, mid-tier ace, and he just went backwards this season for some reason. I don't really know why. He heated up during the second half of the year, but overall, it's not a good season from Luis Castillo. Uh, Luis Castillo. Tyler Motley is pretty good as well, but I'm not too sure. Uh, you know what? He's good, but... Is he good enough to be a number two starter in a rotation on a World Series contender? I'm not too sure about that. I mean, he's still pretty young, only 26 years old. Like, overall, I like this core. Uh, like, there's not any names in the Cincinnati Reds core that I don't like. The fact is, I just don't think the ceiling is high enough for the Cincinnati Reds core right now. I think it has a pretty high floor. I think this team should definitely compete and make the postseason or at least be in the mix for the postseason. They can upgrade their bullpen because it was absolutely horrendous. But their lineup, their position player is good. They got a couple good starters. I don't think they're elite starters. Maybe if Castillo could get back to the form we saw the previous couple seasons, then maybe it changes my mind a little bit of what I think the future or potential that the Cincinnati Reds core can be. But right now, it's a lot of position players. It's a couple frontline starters, but the ceiling, I just don't think is there yet for the Cincinnati Reds. And also, maybe that'll change because... Nick Castellanos is a free agent. If he returns, maybe that changes things because he was an absolute stud this past season with 939 OPS, 100 RBIs, and 30-plus bombs. So I'm very curious to see what he does this offseason. But overall, Reds, really good core, playoff core, just not World Series core. Next up, now we start to get into the disgusting part of this pod, discussing some of these teams, because next up... I got this Chicago Cubs, and the Cubs are a very interesting team. I'm debating calling up the Lockdown Cubs guy to get him on the next pod to do a crossover because I do not understand what the Cubs are doing. Are they rebuilding? Are they selling off guys? Or are they trying to retool and hopefully compete in the near future? Because they basically has <clears throat> the Cubs have basically traded everyone from their championship core, everyone from just like their 2019 team that was 84 and 78, like. During their 2019 season, there are some. These are some players the Cubs had on their roster in 2019: Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Yu Darvish, John Lester, Cole Hamels, Craig Kimbrell. They had some studs on that roster. You know how many of those guys are still there? None of them. But the interesting thing with the Cubs. This offseason is they went out. They signed Marcus Stroman. I thought Stroman was going to go to a contender. He's now their best player. Ian Happ, I think, is pretty good. I got him in the top six. Patrick Wisdom, he's all right. Wilson Contreras, one of the better catchers in the league. But I also have Wade Miley down as one of their top six guys. And I actually don't even have a six guy listed for the Cubs because I couldn't decide who the Cubs' sixth best player is. And if you guys want to tell me on Twitter, please do. But 
It was hard to figure out. I really don't think it matters who their six best players are because that's their top five, and the top five is just not good enough. I like Marcus Stroman a lot. I think he can be a number one starter. I think he can be the best starter on a championship court, but the rest of the players, like Ian Hab, I think is pretty good, but he's a complimentary piece. Same with Patrick Wisdom. Wade Miley is a mid-to-back-end starter, and one thing about Wade Miley is he was cut by the Cincinnati Reds. Like He was arguably the Reds' best pitcher this season, and they cut him after the season ended and the Cubs got him for free. I don't really understand why the Reds did that. Wade Miley even threw a no-hitter this past season, so I'm not sure what they're doing over there in Cincinnati when I said they need to add a couple more pitchers to their rotation. So cutting someone who was arguably your best starter throughout the season is not going to help. But overall for this Cubs team, you got a lot of nice complimentary pieces that are there. You, you got a nice, you got a, nice, a lot of nice supporting pieces. So when you do get those championship level players we do add those superstars into the mix these supporting pieces are perfect to surround those superstar players in hopes of winning a world series the players that they have now on the cubs they're just supporter they're just supporting players they don't have championship level players right now they don't have superstar level players marcus stroman's the only one i would argue can be a star everyone else is just complimentary to the star and that's okay too because you need complimentary pieces to win the world series i think the cubs have a lot of that they just don't have a lot of high end talent so for chicago right now their World Series core is just not strong enough. It's not even there. Their playoff core is not even there. Like, I don't know where this team is going. I, I think I actually do know. They're going to the basement next season. Hopefully, you know, they, I think they might be trying to get a top five pick. I think they might try to trade Marcus Stroman at the deadline or something because I can't see them coming out this lockout, signing a whole bunch of dudes, and all of a sudden being competitive next season. I think they're just such a talent drain in Chicago right now that they're probably not going to be competitive for the next couple seasons unless they just keep building and building to their roster that they have already. So right now, Chicago, unfortunately, I'm out on your core being a potential World Series core. Now, we got one more team I have to discuss on this championship core podcast but before we get there i want to talk to you guys about bet online because football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about their trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get back into the podcast and let's discuss the last team on my list who I admittedly only have half a court written down and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates because I think the Pirates have by far, by far the worst core in the NL Central. It is absolutely disgusting to go up and down the roster. Right now, the only player that should be no, I'll, I'll take it back. There's like three major leaguers the, the Pirates have on their roster. The first one, Ryan Reynolds. An absolute stud, someone who has really come into his own, still only 26, 27 years old, and just had an absolute breakout season after having a, a, a phenomenal rookie campaign. 
He went into the gutter a little bit during the 2020 weird season, but he just came out roaring this season. 302 average, 912 OPS, led the NL in triples, 24 home runs, 90 RBIs. He's a stud. Brian Reynolds was an all-star, deserving. Love Brian Reynolds. Future superstar in the making, if not already. But after that, they acquired Zach Thompson in that Jacob Stallings deal. I think I had him on the Marlins top six cores on my pod last week, so I apologize for that. I didn't realize Zach Thompson was traded to the Pirates for Jacob Stalling. That was the deal that went over my head, but Zach Thompson's pretty good. I think he's going to be a pretty good pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If he keeps doing what he did this past season in Miami, Pirates fans, I think, will love him a lot. And then third, I have the rookie, Key Brian Hayes, listed on the core for the top six for the Colorado, excuse me, almost the Colorado Rockies, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But Key Brian Hayes did not look ready for the major leagues in 2021, and that's okay. Sometimes it takes rookies time to adjust to the major league level, and just it, sometimes it just takes time, you know? Not everyone starts out hot. Not everyone is a uh, Wander Franco. That's who I was thinking of. Sometimes you got your Jerry Kalenix, like in Seattle, who struggled this year. Sometimes you have your kid Brian Hayes, who dealt with injuries as well. And when he was healthy, wasn't particularly effective. A 257 average and a 689 OPS. So Brian Hayes just needs a little bit more time. But overall, this Pirates team needs a major overhaul. I think that's what they're doing. They're kind of in the same space the D-backs are in, but I think the D-backs are just kind of retooling, and they're trying to add talent to their team without blowing it up. The Pirates look like they're in full tear-down rebuild, uh, rebuild mode because they traded guys like Chris Rodriguez and Adam Frazier last year at the deadline. Like, they were trading off their best pieces at last year's deadline, and even some of their better relievers like, uh, what's this guy's name? Bednar, David Bednar, 2-2-3 ERA this past season. He's going to be a free agent, so we'll see if the Pirates bring him back. But right now, it feels like the Pirates are in full rebuild mode. Doesn't feel like they want to compete. Feels like they want to keep stacking talent to that farm system. Had the top pick this past season and drafted someone pretty good. I believe they took Henry Ramos with the number one overall pick or Henry Davis. It might have been Henry Davis. Don't quote me on that. So we'll see what the Pirates are doing. They're definitely in tank mode right now. So we'll see if they're able to come out on the other side like the Houston Astros. But their core is absolutely disgusting with the way it looks on paper right now. So after going through each core in the NL Central, let's rank the cores now in the NL Central. I got number one, I got the Milwaukee Brewers. When you have three frontline starters like they do, you're going to win a lot of games. And they still have a potential superstar in the mix with Christian Yelich. Willie Adamas was a great trade for them last year. Luis Urias looked pretty good as well. You got the Colton. Well, we don't even have to talk about Colton Wong or Luis Urias because we're just talking about the championship core. So I like the Brewers' top six. If Yelich can get back to his peak levels in 2018, 2019, the Brewers are going to be a scary team to watch for the foreseeable future. Number two, I got the St. Louis Cardinals. I really like Goldschmidt and Arenado. Two legit stars as the pillars of your lineup. O'Neal looks like he's becoming a star. Jack Flaherty is in his mid-20s and is a great frontline option when he's playing uh, a ton of games. Carlson looks like he's going to be a future stud as well. The lineup is set in St. Louis. I just think they need to add some more frontline starters behind Jack Flaherty to really round out that top six, but I like that core a lot for the Cardinals. They're definitely a playoff team going forward in the future. I just don't think they're a championship. I just don't think they're a championship team just yet. Cincinnati Reds like the core a lot too. Very similar to the Cardinals for me in terms of the feeling I have toward the Reds core because 
Winker I love. I like Castillo. I like India. I like Vado, Mali, uh, Naquin. I like all those players. I just think outside of Winker, I don't love any of those players. I think they're all really good players. I think a bunch of them are borderline all-stars, above-average starters, but I just don't think the ceiling is there just yet for the Cincinnati Reds. Like Just like how it's not there just yet for the St. Louis Cardinals, but both those teams, I think, have cores to be playoff competitive franchises, so I still like the Reds' core. I just don't think they're championship-ready just yet. Next up, I have the Chicago Cubs, who... They're going above the Pirates, I guess, just because I know more of their players on their roster. Like, it's not that big of a difference between the Pirates and Cubs roster, but I think when I look through, like, three through five for the Cubs, it is better than the Pirates. Ian Happ, I like. Patrick Wisdom is solid. Wade Miley, Wilson Contreras. Like, Stroman versus Brian Reynolds, sure, you can make it a wash, but I think the supporting pieces after that make the Cubs the fourth best team in terms of core in terms of course in the NL Central, then I think you have to put the Pirates dead last. But if we were to rank farm systems, then the Pirates would probably be at the top of this list. Maybe, I don't know. I don't really look at farm systems like that too much outside the D-backs, but those are the rankings for the best cores in the NL Central. Now that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day because I would not be doing this podcast without you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And go check out Lockdown Bets with your board Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling if you want to put some extra money in your pocket because they have sure been doing that for me. And of course, as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!